Hi guys, in this episode I'm joined by the inspirational Jessie St John Sharp. She is uh, was the runner-up uh, in the show The Biggest Loser and uh, she actually lost an incredible amount of weight in a short space of time and her story is uh, one you don't want to miss, so enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mark R Fitness Podcast with me, Mark, right here in your corner discussing all things health and fitness. Hello. Hello, is that Jessie? Hello, hi there Mark, how are you? Hi, brilliant, I can hear you really loud and clear. Can you hear me? I can 100% hear you loud and clear. Brilliant. All right, guys. So here we are. Um, I've been waiting to get Jesse actually for quite a while. So I'm really excited to have you on the, on the uh, podcast. This Thank is you. very cool. Yeah, Jesse St. John Sharp. Um, I think I'll let you introduce yourself. So <laughs> tell the tell the guys who you are. Oh, um, hi guys. I'm Jesse. Um, I was on the Biggest Loser um, a few years ago. I was the runner-up. Um, I managed to lose eight stone um, and since then I've qualified as a personal trainer um, and uh, got a degree in sports coaching and analysis and a master's in cardiac rehab. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so what, so how long, what year was it you was on the big, you were actually on the show, the biggest Oh, loser. it was um, 2012 I was on the show. Yeah, so quite Six six years ago, six years. Yeah, it? it doesn't. It's weird because it doesn't feel like it was six years ago. But yeah, six years ago. <laughs> wow. So this is a great story. So tell me, right? What I'd like to know is, um, first of all, what what was it like being on that show? What, what you know? I mean, it's a TV show, and you know, a lot of yeah. a lot of my clients like it. I used to love it when it first came out back in two thousand and twelve. You know, around that time. Because, you know, you're seeing these people train and you get into it and you want to know who's going to lose all the weight, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Who's going to get thrown off. And um, it was one of those shows I really got into. But what know, was what's strange, okay, so almost being on The Biggest Loser was very similar to being on Big Brother because you're not allowed any contact with the outside world. You're not allowed your mobile phone. You're not allowed a television. You're not allowed anything so basically everything is weight loss and it's almost like your emotions are very your whole well-being it's very much heightened because you're in this sort of synthetic environment um but it it was very rewarding it was very hard and um yeah the, the best thing I can describe it as is almost like an exercise class like that's almost never ending in a big brother house <laughs> wow <laughs> how long was you in the house for um three months three months yeah so that was three months with no mobile phone no television wow. no luxuries no i mean all of our food was like weighed out for us and you know yeah so three months of that oh my god <laughs> i know what it's like to be like you know, I've I've been you know left the country for three months and that and you come back and it feels like pe- people you see people and they look older, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like I people... know what you mean. It was weird because 
when we came out, it was just like a whole a whole new world. Like it was, it was <laughs> so weird. Like even just going to the train station was really weird because Different. we hadn't seen anyone. We was just in the same environment for three months, you know. Even um, yeah. we didn't oh there was an event that happened. It might have even been you, do you remember that people was it um I think people were stuck in um Oh my gosh, they was like stuck underground in South America and they had Yeah. To, yeah, that was happening like all these things had happened on the news and we had no idea. So when people were oh talking to me, I was like, "Oh, did that really happen?" You know, I didn't know for three months, you know. So yeah, it was oh my quite God. weird. Was the was the show going out live as you were on the show or did it was it recorded and then shown later? No, what... I, okay, so there's eight no, nine episodes altogether, and the eight episodes, they're they're not live. They're like normal, you know. And then basically that's over a period of three months. I think so it's one episode every week, if I'm right. Yeah. That there's one episode every week and that's over a period of three months. Um, and yeah. then the last episode is live because so for three months we've been in the biggest loser house and then three months we've been by ourselves and during that time that three months is where we train on our own where you know back to reality and then yeah the last show we go live but the, uh... the way they do it when you when you watch it you don't see that there's a break a three month break you know no you just see it yeah, as yeah. like you was on the sh- you was in the house and then it's the live show. But there was a three month period where we was on our own doing our own thing. Ah, uh, so see, so you leave the house and they start showing the episodes and then you go back and then it's then. Yes, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we weren't allowed. I mean, there was it was so weird, Mark, because there were so many people that hadn't met me before in my life, and people can be really mean on social media. I mean, you know, people was being really negative like oh because I had a you know I've got quite a big attitude and um yeah. it's almost like you know people are saying oh she she will never lose the weight she will never you know but then I would I couldn't actually comment back to these people because I wasn't allowed to be on social media until after the live episode so I was really biting my tongue but then some people's comments were so mean they, so they were tagging was, they were tweeting you were they yeah the they so like i had i had like social media and yeah i wasn't allowed to sort of if you had social media already that's fine but you wasn't allowed to post anything you know it was just basically you had to sort of it was like a desert place you know you just have to leave it alone until after the live episode but during yeah. that time there was people who was finding my social media and just yeah. like commenting like all these really mean things, and I swear, how did that time, affect you? Yeah. Oh my god, I wanted to jump through the screen sometimes, Mark. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Did it get you down, or was you just did it fire you up? You what know, or both? I don't know. I mean, for me, I would read them comments, and it would, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'll show you. Like, you know, it gave it gave me that ah, effect. Like, I'll fire. show you. Yeah, and I would listen to like this really angry music, and I would just be on the treadmill, just running the weight away. <laughs> listen to rap. Listen to rap music, <laughs> hip hop or something. What was you listening to? Like, yeah, hip hop, like all of that stuff. Even a little bit of rock, you know, like everything that was yeah. just angry. And I was just literally running the weight away. And you know, it's funny because after the live show, you know, that's when 
people you know people have changed their minds like oh my gosh I didn't know and that even some people had said that I um I had cheated you know you you know like how do you cheat (laughs) as in like you know I hadn't I'd starved starved myself for all of that time and you know just like people coming out with these crazy theories and yeah yeah not all but some yeah um, oh my god that's crazy well what i'd love to know is right i'd love to know, go right back like before the biggest loser um and ask you about like where you was you know what what was going on uh, with you know with your weight with your relationship to food and exercise and, and you know just give us a little picture of who you were oh, and what was sure. okay so i grew up with my grandma and um, my grand my Gran is Italian, um, and she's very much a feeder. And my gran um, was extremely overweight. Um, she, oh. she, she, it was and is still morbidly, um, I would say morbidly obese. And um, basically, I just followed the diet and the lifestyle that my gran had um, taught me. So from a young age, from about four, I was yeah child, I was really you know morbidly obese and um I didn't really know any different you know like in my house if we had like if I had a jack of potato and beans that was like yeah the boat out like I'm really being good like that's a diet food in my house you know like if you had any type of um greenery like, well, it was very rare to have any yeah. kind of greenery to be honest but yeah so I, I grew up in very much oh yeah and exercise that wasn't something that really my my family did. You know, my family's not an active family like that. So I very much yeah. liked sport as a child, though. I must admit that I was I was quite sporty because of um, I I always liked sports. But in general, um, I just came from a really unhealthy family. And then I I continued those life pat like that health behavior, you know, up until my teens. Yeah. But then what was happening? was you know at the when I was four you know I was big but as I grew older I was getting bigger and bigger you know to the point where it was just really out of control so was you saying so the food was it was it like Italian I didn't know you were Italian that's that's half yeah yeah my um, my grandma's um, Italian yeah and the other side is from the Caribbean wow right it's interesting. Um, so, w- would you say you're having a lot of pasta and like lots of lots carbs? Of starches. It, lots... Yep, lots of starches. Yeah. And, you know, if you, um, I don't know if it's an Italian thing as well. It's, it's almost like, you know, um, my gran would say, oh, you know, have something, to, have something to eat. It's like, none, you know, I'm not hungry. Like, I don't want anything. Have something. Have so- yeah. Okay, so I have something. And then it'll be like, yeah. you eat too much. But I'm like, you've just given it to me. <laughs> so, Sounds like my grandma. My grandma always, well, all grandmas want to give you yeah. food. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. you go. Then, with my grand, she'll say, you, you know, you don't eat nothing. And then once you've ate it, oh, you're always eating, you know. But then she she's the same with herself. So, you know. Yeah. So, so and the poor, um, tell me about like portion sizes, like, you know, from what were they like much bigger or was it just because I remember like when I was young, my mum, and I don't think she does this now, but I think, you know, if she gave me like a, a plate of rice and something, it was a full plate, yeah, you know, like yeah. full and yeah, heat. Yeah. yeah. Like, nowadays, 
very occasionally would we eat like that but it's it's never you know like you had to full fill up the yeah, whole thing yeah yeah and like my I don't know if it's down to the war days or or what it you know what it is but my gran like say if there's rice my gran will literally eat every grain of rice that's on that plate <laughs> every grain of rice my gran will eat like there's no such thing as waste either you have to eat fully what's on your plate you can't be wasteful yeah. you know yeah, yeah it's, it's like your it's, it's just your your how you, your values and beliefs isn't it that you must have you, know, you must eat yeah food, you, you know out. i can actually remember um going to my friend's house and then i, I went to their yeah. house and they had like this snack cupboard right like a proper snack cupboard and the thing is there was things in there that had been there for ages yeah. now that doesn't happen in my house like if there's if if, if my gran had bought snacks that's getting eaten on the route home. Like, if literally within the day, them snacks are gone. But I remember going to my friend's house and they had a snack cupboard. And I can remember things like share, you know, like family-sized bar, bars of chocolate. And yeah, they could literally have, like, two squares and then neatly put the chocolate away. And then it could be there for another week. And then, you know, have another two squares and then put it back. And I always used to look at this yeah. family and think, oh, my gosh, they're crazy. Like, how can they do that? Because in my house, if yeah. that's if that's opened, you know, it don't matter how big that chocolate is. Once that's opened, it's finished, you know, on that on that very day. So it, it was very yeah. very weird to go around to other people's house and see how they lived and their portion sizes. You know, I felt like I had been so when I used to go to this girl's house. One time, she gave me yeah. um cereal. And to me, it was like a, um, a baby's portion. And, and I honestly felt like I was so hard done by. I was thinking, I'm not coming around here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. So, oh, wow. So, so it was just, it's just your upbringing, uh, what you're used to. Yeah. And- and it's from a very young age, so you really kind of had no choice. You were just that's that's who you were, yeah, right? That's yeah, what, yeah, exactly that. So, wow. So, so how? So, just like, what was your turning point? You know, what made you go on that show? What made you think, okay, look, this isn't right, or or I need to do something, or you know, where was you? Where was you before? Was you thinking before you went on the show, like I need to do I something, kind of, I need to change? I kind of felt like. I had been on my a diet my whole life because if it wasn't, you know, someone in my family telling me, it was someone at school telling me something. I mean, I can remember being 15 and me and my best friend, you know, she, that was the girl I went on, Tamara, her name's Tamara. We went on The Biggest Loser together. But about 15, 14, we got called to reception one time and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, we're in big trouble again, you know. So we've gone to the reception and we yeah. were met by a dietitian. And our school had got us a dietitian, and um, anyway, it, it didn't. It just you two. Sorry. Just two. Just, just just you. Just and your us two. Yeah, 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 just us two. And we right. had like we had like two meetings or three meetings with her, and it it was just rubbish to be honest. It wasn't very good. Um, yeah. So I kind of I kind of had felt like I'd always been on a diet. Um, I. I felt like as well, it's really strange because weight does actually change your personality, like who you are, because I find that in terms of my um, my energy now, it's a lot lighter. Where When I was uh, 
you know, really big. I felt like my energy was very, I was very aggressive. It, you know, yeah, I was really yeah, very aggressive, very defensive. I felt like everyone was, you know, talking about me or laughing at me. I kind of felt that, that I was very much butch. Like I very much had like a sort of boisterous, tough, tough personality. Yeah. Whereas now I'm, I'm a lot lighter and a lot more open, which is one thing I have noticed. Um, wow, and that, that just changed with the weight coming yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, it it literally did. And you know, there were certain people when I got to a certain age, they 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 sort of said that not that they can't be friends with me, but it was almost like my energy was a bit too much. I was a bit too negative, and I the way I looked at the world um, was very dark. It was very dark. Um, yeah wow and that's literally because when you're when you're really big unfortunately someone will always have something to say about you you know you could be walking along the road and someone could tease you about your weight and from what I've noticed there's two kinds of people there's you know there's the the person that's really big and they turn inwards you know they turn inwards they don't really um socialize and or they're and they they're, they're often bullied or there's a type that's really extrovert and they're often a bully. So I feel like I became, in a sense, I wouldn't say, like right. a bully. Like, I felt like I had to, like, I don't know, like, be really tough before someone said something about me. Because so often, even strangers would talk about your weight in such a negative way, you know? So, yeah. Your way of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah. that's how you dealt with it. Yeah. Wow. That, that's that's amazing. This this is not only a physical change and a health, you know, health wise, uh, have you changed, but also your personality has changed. That that's amazing. Yeah, isn't it? I can't believe. Yeah, that. it's yeah. it's so. It literally felt, Mark, like once that weight was lost, it felt like I had like a key and I had opened a, a new door. It was like a new world like and I don't know if you know if if I'm thinking differently or what it is but I even felt like people reacted different to me you know it's like people want yeah like people reacted different to me like all of a sudden I was getting into clubs for free I was you know it, it was just weird it was it's really it's really strange really strange well it's a funny thing because I did watch the show and you do watch people and you do kind of get I didn't see your. I didn't see your show. I didn't know, you know, the episode, the show that you were in. But I remember watching the show, and like, especially like the American version, you yeah. know. And you kind of do. It's like any show. You kind of. I suppose it's like watching a Big Brother or something. You know, you do get emotionally attached to certain people, you know, and their journey and what's happening. You like some people. You dislike some people, and. And so, but then you're always really impressed by, wow, you know, look how they've changed. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? And they sort of, know. so when I first met you, I remember you saying, I, I was, I, I it came up in the conversation. You said, this is, you know, you'd been on the show and you were the runner up of the show. And I was like, wow, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it's like, wow, that's, that's impressive. You know, that's like really something. So I remember even me, I was like impressed with, that straight away that right. it's so weird isn't it how it came about it, it, you know obviously um if it wasn't for for haymaker essentially we wouldn't be having this yeah. conversation you know conversation it's nice the way things work out he, he's it is. It is. 
The only reason, I, I mean, he was on The Biggest Loser, the last episode, we did a, right. we did a session with him and um, right. he did like a boxing session. We was all overweight and whatever. So when he invited me for the interview, he couldn't believe yeah. who I was either. Like I had to remind him it's me, you know, because he <laughs> saw me at different times. So, yeah. That's so funny. Well, I, I'd worked like... He, they were doing a program like uh, for trainers called Outbox, and they were teaching trainers to teach people to yeah. box. And I got involved in that, and I kind of uh, uh, stuck closely with them and did all the core anything I could do with them. Do you know what I mean? Anytime I could get a chance to be in the gym with them, I was there and did their level, all the levels, and everything, and uh, kept in touch. And he actually gave me and my wife tickets to ringside to one oh, of his wow. fights and everything. You know. Yeah, it was really cool. And I kept in touch with his trainer, Adam Booth. And so when it came for like he was bringing that team together, yeah. that's why I was there. So, you know, oh, nice. they contacted it, Do you want to come that's down? That's crazy. That's, yeah. yeah. So, so, so going back to uh, just before, like, so what happened? How did you go? What happened? How did you go on to the show? What made you do it? And like, what did you see? Was it was you watching The Biggest Loser? And then they said, "Do you want to enroll?" Or like they do at the end of the show? What? Um, so I had never really watched. I'd seen The Biggest Loser, but it wasn't something that I had sat down and watched, like you know, like a full episode. I'd just seen it in passing. Um. Yeah. And I. It's funny because about three months before, like, I was so desperate to lose weight. Like, I was actually trying to save for a gastric band. Um, and I had gone for this, I don't even want to think about it now, but they had, like, these clinical trials. You know, they got these paid clinical trials. And I saw a clinical trial to do with, um, it was, like, some extreme weight loss tablet. And they were looking for people who were like morbidly obese to go on to the study and the payment was six grand or it was something along that, those lines. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that because that money could be used for my gastric band. So wow. I went and it was all the way in Birmingham. I went and they was like, oh, you have to be in Cambridge at this time. Um, it was like. I had to be at Cambridge at something like six o'clock in the morning. So I was like, OK, yep, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do it. Anyway, I left the um, I left the my travel info to the last minute and I couldn't get a train in time to get to Cambridge. So I was gutted. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know, well, that, that's, that ship has sailed. And I was watching television and I saw this ad come on for The Biggest Loser um, and they yeah. were looking for people and I was like, I've got to go on. Like, I've got to go on this show. So I remember uh, calling my friend and saying, uh, my best friend, because we we've always been, um, well, we was always the same sort of size and weight. And um, yeah. so I called her and I was like, oh my gosh, tomorrow we've got to go on this show. Like, I'm going to bring my, and we're going to fill out the form. Yeah. So I drove in my car, I went to her house and the, the form mark, it was so long. It was just pages upon pages. Oh they was asking you all sorts, you know. And, you know, so I got there, we're yeah. filling out this form. My friend, after about an hour, said, you know what, Jess, I'm going to bed. So I don't know what you want to do, but we'll continue it tomorrow. So I said, okay. So she went to bed. Yeah. And I stayed in her front room and I finished that form. And I and I sent it. <laughs> and then I just messaged her and said, Tam, like, I've sent the form. 
So then they got yeah. back to us. I think it was pretty quickly. And then the moment yeah. was kind of weird because the moment they got back to us, it's like we knew that we was on the show. I can't explain it. Was you, it wasn't... Con- was you surprised? Was you no, you, like... I wasn't. We wasn't because we was quite... Um, I don't know. How can I put it? Um, in our head... We saw it like, oh, why wouldn't they choose us? That's how we thought about things. <laughs> because in our head, it was like... Um, you were perfect we for the show. You like, thought, yeah, like... like, we was perfect. Like, why wouldn't they choose us? And we, we kind of knew as well that there wouldn't be many sort of Londoners taking part. I don't know how we felt that, but we just felt like, I, I, I reckon there's not going to... You know, I'm mixed race. My friend, she's black. I, we was like, oh, I bet there's not really going to be people from ethnic minorities that are going to be going on the show so in our head it was right was was there wasn't there any part apart from you guys no there wasn't it was just us two right so in interesting in our heads it was like yeah we've got it we've got it so then when we was cool we went for like an interview and they was asking us questions and they seemed to really like us and then they called us to say we got, you know, you've got a place on the show. And then we said to them, we was like, oh, thank you, but we already knew that. And they, they thought we was hilarious. So they thought of that, yeah. <laughs> Confidence for you, well. Yeah. So, well, so funny. So, oh, by the way, I just want to tell the listeners, uh, we were talking about Haymaker. So we were talking about David Hay, and at the time he was heavyweight champion of the world. So that was pretty cool, uh, us, like, being around him it was it was amazing wasn't oh, it no, uh, i guess he was. he's so humble as well isn't he was, he? yeah humble. great guy so he was a heavyweight champ when he came onto the show yeah yeah, yeah yeah he was and the thing is we Brilliant. we didn't know in terms of all of our um challenges and stuff we never knew who the person was where it was going to be so we had no idea we was going to meet him they was just like oh you know you're, you're doing this activity um, and we just walked in and it was a boxing ring and he was standing there. So it was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So now, you're on the show and what I'd love to know is what was it like? What was it like going to the place? And, you know, what was your typical day like <laughs> in the house? Well, it's really, well, it's not, it's not, it wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now. So, they thought, you know, these these tele, you know, we used to think that these TV producers were evil, like literally, because the first day that we was on the show, they had decided yeah. that we had to do a challenge. So we haven't even got to the house yet. First day. Yeah. First, first day. First day. So we're in a cab. Oh we're, we don't we don't know what's going on. We're in a cab thinking we're going to the bloody um house. Anyway, they've pulled up on the side of a road. Davina's there and it's like yeah you've got a 5k to do to get to the house and we were like five you know I didn't even know Mark I had no idea did you have training training clothes on training shoes and stuff um I can't even remember (laughs) (laughs) yes I did they had gave us they had given us they had given us a t-shirt and these cycling shorts and these trainers and we had to change and um I didn't even know what 5k was you know i knew nothing about that sort of stuff i was like what is this i thought it was gonna be (laughs) you know what's funny as well i thought it was gonna be so easy like i thought it was (laughs) i knew (laughs) you thought it's a tv show it's gonna be me and 
and my teammate, we pretty much came last. But, you know, I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy, like 5K, because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. If you've never run 5K, I, that's going to be tough. Oh, my gosh. And it was. It really was tough. So. And then you run. You had to do you it. Had you had to run. Had to do it. And the thing is, the, 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 the person who won got to, uh, they got a weight a weight loss advantage and the person who lost was under the would be under the the yellow line which means that they would be up for elimination yeah so it was yeah it was really 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 tough yeah they were like you were in competition straight away yeah it took i think it took me one hour and 38 minutes to run 5k that's how unfit i was yeah (laughs) <laughs> and it must have killed you like you've not run before do you know what I mean that's like a shock it's going to be a shock <laughs> Jesus yeah, it was it was and then the shock then was, what was it like? the shock was that when we when we had completed this 5k we had been greeted yeah. with like this most dry, like the driest chicken sandwich I'd ever seen like there was no sauce there was no nothing and we were just like these producers are evil like they've made us run this 5k and they couldn't even give us a proper yeah. meal. Like that's how. That's how... <laughs> oh my god! So, so and then, so then you're right in the deep end. And what was it like, like day to day? What was your routine? What was you sort right. of doing? Right. So day to day. Um. So I'll there's two parts. So you've got the. I'll start with the diet side. So in terms of the diet side we wasn't allowed to, we wasn't in charge of our own food. So we wasn't, what we was eating would be given to us. We could cook it though. So say for example, I can remember these measurements off the top of our head. So for, for we was allowed two portions of 50, uh, 50 grams of carbs per day. And how we, we, we wasn't allowed it for dinner, but breakfast, and like 100 grams yeah 100 grams per 100 day. yeah so we couldn't have it in one sitting it would be like you know you could have 50 grams of oats for breakfast and say 50 grams yeah. of rice for lunch um no right. no snacks um we was allowed 125 grams of protein um and that that also yeah. fell under um like you know chickpeas as well so not only was that like chicken and you know meat but that was also the same for your um pulses and beans and stuff so right and then certain certain vegetables were unlimited and certain vegetables felt within your 50 grams of carbs um salads were sort of unlimited we weren't really allowed salad dressings but seasonings we was allowed to say like um herbs spices you know curry powder all that sort of thing that was unlimited yeah um so that would be, and they would. Sorry, you go. Was everybody given the same amount, same calorie amount? Everyone was having everyone the same. Given... Everyone was having the same calorie amount. Um, right. we didn't have access to our food, so they would weigh the food, and we would get, we would get it in bags. So say like you know, if I said oh, um, at the time I, I'm a vegetarian now, but at the time I wasn't. So say like if I um, if I had if I wanted chicken, and say rice, it would already be weighed for me and it would be in bags but then I would cook it how I wanted to cook it um if that makes sense so I I could do you know I could have it as a stir fry I could have it however I wanted to have it 
was up to me. Um, with so there were no chefs. You, you guys were the cooks. We were the cooks. You guys, yeah. Were the... Everything was weighed out, but we were the cooks. It's almost like um, have you ever seen that diet chef with the boxes? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's, it's uh, pretty much like that. So it's all it's all ready in boxes, all ready to go. And how you cook it is your is your business. Um, we weren't allowed. I, if I remember rightly, we wasn't allowed oil either. Like say, like no oil. Yeah, like the we had a George Foreman, so all of the meat would be cooked yeah. on the George Foreman. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Then for dinner. Yeah, that's pretty cool. For dinner, it was basically 120, 125 grams of protein and whatever unlimited veg was allowed. There was no carbs with dinner. So that was... Oh, that, that, say that again? That's quite a lot. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Do you know what? It, it, came, it, came up to, it came up to like one chicken breast. Like a decent chicken breast could weigh that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay, so the whole... How the what it weighed, just the chicken breast itself, not not protein itself, because there might be some other stuff in chicken. So I guess Yeah. The, the meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah say yeah. like if it was like um let's just say pulses, that would be 125 grams and that would already be weighed. And there was times when it wasn't already weighed and then they would weigh it right in front of us. It's almost like, you know, you were dealing with cocaine or something. <laughs> it was like it would be like weighed in front, right. of, front of you and then given to you. Not, I don't take cocaine, but I'm just saying. Um, uh, <laughs> it was literally, you know, it, it was almost like, especially carbs. Carbs was treated. Carbs was treated like a class A drug, like you know, literally, oh <laughs> they was treated like class A drugs. Um. So yeah. So so, I, what do you think your calories were like per day? Oh. <sighs> It's kind of difficult to say. Um, I would say, in ter- I mean, our output, our output in calories must have been, oh God, humongous. But in terms of the food, I would say roughly about a thousand. A thousand. So you think it was below twelve hundred? Below. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, oh my. God. That's not really I good, is thinking. it? Maybe. You know what they they would say it was fifteen hundred. They would say, "Oh, it's fifteen hundred calories," but I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Think, what, what was your just out of interest? What was your what would you think you were you were coming from? How many would you say a day? What was you consuming oh, on a God. day? Um, three thousand easy. Three thousand easy. I mean, I would start my day. The thing is, the moment I wake up, I, I, I'm already craving sugar, and that's actually a really Think, oh, uh, something I want to touch on. So when I used to wake up, I used to have, yeah, a can of Coke, um, a galaxy, wow. a galaxy cookie crumble because that was like my favorite chocolate, and a packet right. of onion McCoys. I would start my day like that. That was your day. That, that was, was the first day. thing you did. Yes, and you know, wow, it's, it's really strange, Mark, because sugar yeah. it, it really is addictive and. When the first two weeks of the B Suzar, they thought that we was the most laziest people they've ever met in there. You know, we was just me and my best friend, we was just so lethargic. And I looking back now, I literally think that we was just literally coming over the cycle over, of depending yeah. on sugar because we had no yeah. 
energy and I was so irritated like I was really moody like you know it's really strange because I was craving sugar like I was really really craving sugar um so I was just so moody and tired and irritable like oh my god I can imagine so I can't believe it so when you say it now does that sound funny to you like a can of coke uh a cookie crumble (laughs) yeah I can't (laughs) for breakfast for breakfast oh my god you know what's funny if I if I didn't have that like if I didn't have that in the cupboard I would be you know I didn't walk anywhere but if I didn't have that stuff in the cupboard I'm walking to the shop to go and get that like it's like it's like when you if people who smoke they gotta have that cigarette yeah cigarette. yeah yep or oh whether it could be pouring a rain outside I could have food yeah. in the cupboard if I don't have that to start my day I'm walking to the shop you know oh my god. So, so you've gone from three thousand calories to a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no sugar. <laughs> oh no my sugar. god. No sugar. Oh I mean, we mad. were so. I mean, we went on holiday because we was a bit. Me and my friend, you know, we was only I was what twenty two at the time, so I was a bit cheeky. I mean, there was an episode where we went to Orlando, and we oh. had like we had they had taken. We was in the hotel at the time, and they used to bring in hot chocolate. It was that like hot chocolate tea. Hello? And they basically had removed all the hot chocolate from our room, you know, because they didn't want us to have anything like that. And we had saw we had saw the lady on the cleaning trolley. Yeah, they didn't know, but we had saw her and we had asked for a few sachets of hot chocolate. So me and my friend was like, yeah, we're going to have that later when we go back to the room. And we had hid it somewhere and they had managed to find it. I didn't even know how they knew about it. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're you're back. I'm back. I I'm not too sure what happened. Sorry about that. Sure, that's okay. That's all right. We've got you back, so it's cool. So we were laughing about the the your your breakfast and the what you used to have and the big drop in calories. Um, I think we were talking about and yeah, your addiction to sugar. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's real. It is a, a sugar addiction is real. I can actually vouch for people on that. It's real. <laughs> oh my god oh my god i can't i can imagine i i know i've given up sugar recently and uh, i feel much better for it you know um in you know giving up coffee caffeine i'm just doing a bit of a detox and you do feel yeah caffeine caffeine is very much similar to, to sugar addiction you know to sugar really isn't it it's like you know people yeah. start their day with caffeine you know they need that yeah. boost and then by two o'clock they need it again and you know you're just constantly mm. up and down you know yeah. in energy yeah. yeah and it takes a few days to sort of get used to not having it you get headaches and everything you know yeah. but, um, <laughs> so so tell me now let's 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 talk about the exercise um what were you doing exercise wise how many sessions a day what was what was oh, it like goodness. okay so exercise was six hours a day that's how much exercise wow was. so six hours six hours six hours <laughs> per day yeah so we did six sessions of exercise per day. So we would wake up first thing in the morning and we would have our first session. And that would be, so we had, they had like a, um, when you watch the, 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 the clips on YouTube of it, of, of the biggest TV, you will see that there's a house 
and then at the yeah. side of the house there's sort of like a tent you know like yeah. in British Bake Off they have that tent that they bake in yeah it's similar to that so they had like this sort of marquee tent thing with all of this gym equipment so right. first thing in the morning yeah that hour Ooh. session would be by ourselves so we'll do no was it uh, was no hour and a half so we were doing an hour hour and a half session then yeah we would go for breakfast and then after that we'd like we'd be able to get ready um and then normally you'd have like some interviews then after your interviews you're back in the gym so it, you could either be in the gym or do a session you know have a session with a pt and yeah. then have your lunch then your interviews, so, then gym. So when you're in the gym, is yeah. that guided by a PT or or, or you're told what to do? You're told to go and work out. Um, it was a mix. So when we when we so morning sessions always in the morning, unless there was like sometimes they they used to throw a spanner in the works and you know get us to do something that we weren't expecting, but in yeah. general. It was a morning session, and that would be on our own. Um, then the other sessions were all. And did you know what to do? Because were you a gym person? No, no. I mean, I found that I would always gravitate toward. I never picked up any of the weights because I didn't know what I was doing. So I would yeah. always gravitate to sort of the bike or the the treadmill. But then as right. time went on. And the PTs, you know, really taught us, then it started to change, you know. Yeah. In terms of what we did. Yeah. And so you would have at least one PT session a day out of those six, one hour um, PT? No, it, it could be more. It would, it, it depends. It, it could depend. But on average, Monday to Friday. So I would say like the, the PTs was almost treated, their job was almost like nine to five, Monday to Friday, if that makes sense. Right. So, say Monday to Friday, during nine to five or nine to whatever sort of hours, we would have the PTs, and then weekends, yeah. we 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 kind we wouldn't have them, or we would have like um, like, I think, like a sort of a session planned for us, but during right. the weekdays, um, I would say from nine o'clock onwards, we would have PTs, but not every, it, it right. might not necessarily be for every session. But uh, at least two or three sessions was done with PTs Monday yeah. to Friday. But you know, like I've trained, you know, professional boxers, and you know, for them, even this guy, it was hard for him to train twice a day at first. You know, like your body has to get used to it. So how how did you get used to that? How how do you train six times a day and not just lie down and say that I can't do no more? You know, six six hours a, a day. A, a day, yeah. I mean. How did you not get ill, you know, run down or you know injured? You was so strange? Like, I felt like that whole period, yeah, I never slept. I never, I felt like my body was, like, so full of stress already. And then the doctor, we had, like, a, um, a doctor on site, and he gave me sleeping tablets, and they did nothing. They did, You're joking. They did nothing. They did nothing. I felt oh like... Oh, my God. I can't believe they gave you sleeping tablets, and then I can't believe they didn't work. Yeah. Literally, I feel that the stress hormones must have been up there. Like the stress, it's so st- I can't even explain it because it's was such it, a different was it environment. An excited stress, an excited sort of like 
yes, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I can't oh, believe I'm on the no. show. Or was it like, I can't believe I'm here? Stress. Okay, so <laughs> the first two weeks of that, I can't, like, what? I can't do this. Like, I hate this place. I can't stand this. Um, I hated it the first two weeks. Like, I'd, I absolutely hated it. But I knew that I needed to be there. So I was just stressed. I was angry. Um, you know, I couldn't take as well. Like, I, cu- I couldn't take people telling me what to do. You know, and then yeah, I think about two weeks in, and I'd got new- used to the environment. I felt like I didn't crave sugar as much, and I- then I started to actually like the exercise. If that makes sense, I be- I began yeah. to enjoy it a little bit more, and then I I felt uh, like that- towards the end. That- towards the end. Towards right. the end, I fell in love with exercise. Really, I thought. Especially running, I I felt like long distance like running was like I, I I didn't know that running you know I always thought like what you know when I used to see people run I used to think what's wrong with them look at them out there in the rain running what's wrong with them Is that, are they all right <laughs> you know and now I totally get it that like, I really it is so therapeutic long distance running is so therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you and the road and, yeah, Yeah. your body, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I experienced something because I don't... Have you ever heard of runner's high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think think you kind of get it as well. I get it. Have you you had it? What's it like? How do you describe it? So I remember, like, I was doing a good run. I think I must have been about... I'd say about 6, 7K in. um, And I just got this, like, rush of a phone, like, it was like euphoric like I felt like I could run forever it was just a rush it just felt so good like I just felt like I could just go on forever like you know I just yeah yeah is that how you I I, I get it you know I get it as well when I'm training someone if they're really into boxing they want to learn and we've got to that point where they've picked up quite a lot of skill yeah and I'm showing them something new and working on stuff we will go into complete, I call it flow, and time will just disappear. Yeah. You know, real fast, and things will be going on. Nothing else exists. There was even yeah. a, a house alarm. Yeah. I, you, yeah. You, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's almost like your phone doesn't exist. Like you're just in that moment. You're in that moment. You want to stay in that moment for as long as possible. It's a really lovely feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pure focus yeah. wow so so six times a day man and so so let me get this i'm just trying to put this together so you've got a thousand calories a day right you know, really clean eating food mm-hmm. take sugar out and everything and restricted carbs six sessions sessions a day what were you doing like, how much were you losing a week like weight do you know not my body was okay so one thing i did notice um so I'll tell I'll I'll tell you how much weight but I just want to um just highlight basically how unfit I was because the first three weeks I never saw I never sweated and I felt like you know like the producers would be like you're not working her hard enough she's not sweating now yeah it's not that at all my body just was not used to exercising so my body didn't really know that it needed to cool me down, you, you know, like wow. Now, of 
five five minutes in and I could be drenched in sweat because my body knows what's about to come. You know, it knows I'm about to run, it knows I'm about to do this. Whereas before, no. Like they would be like, you know, and I was really working hard. I was giving it everything I had, but no sweat. You know, I'd be boiling hot, but I just wasn't sweating. And that's the same weight. It's almost like that first three weeks, I I kind of barely lost anything. You know, it was like two pounds, three pounds, like really minuscule minor weight. Oh my God. And what was that like for you psychologically? What was you, how did that affect you? It was so annoying because it was almost like, oh, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not working hard enough. You're not. And the thing is, I'm working six hours a day. I'm having the food that you give me. I am working hard enough. Like, I know I am. I feel that I am. Like, my knees are hurt. Everything is hurting. Like, um, and then I <laughs> oh think about the sixth week, I just dropped 10 pounds. And then it started to, like, the big numbers started to come. But it did take, it took a while. It was that like my body was just so wow. resistant to, to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. The body's amazing, isn't it? It really it... is. And and hold on. Yeah, it, it it was so frustrating, Mark. It was so frustrating. It was that's literally how it felt. Like it was just holding on, you know. It was just stressful, oh, you gosh. know, just holding on. It was just used to a particular pattern. And, it didn't want to change that pattern, then, you know. And then, did you get any weeks where you were like, oh, you're losing the ten pounds a week and all that, and then suddenly you would get a plateau? Did you plateau at all after that, or? Oh. Um, I got a week where the week in America I only lost four pound. Um, but the, was that because you were not training enough, or, or? I mean, the thing is, we 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 I did everything that they had told us to do. I um yeah. And my I mean, looking back at it, it was like a really big deal. Like you only lost four pound, but in like looking at it now, it's like what? Yeah, that's quite a lot. I'd rather have that a four week. pound off than on, to be honest. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So, so what do you mind saying? What what was your weight going into the show? Yeah, sure. Um, it was not. Uh, I think it was nineteen stone eleven. Nineteen stone. Yeah. Wow. How old are you? I was twenty two. And how tall? Oh, oh tall. Oh, five four. Five yeah. foot four. Yeah. Five foot four. Yeah. Wow. So, so. That's interesting because you're not. It's not five foot two, but it's not five foot eight or five foot seven. So you're you're like, yeah. I mean, not... I had a, I had like varicose veins from when I was about ten, or like from when I was a child. Like I had like varicose veins. I had you know stretch marks everywhere. So it was kind of like even like the whole. It's really strange because you know, like going down the stairs. Yeah. Because I was so big, I would go down the stairs. In weight loss is so amazing. So I'd go down the stairs in a particular way, which would be like one. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be like a flow. Like you know, normally people go down the stairs. They use they use both legs. Yeah. At my heaviest, I would go down the stairs one by one, like an old person. How old persons go down the stairs? Like you know, one holding onto the rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be yeah. the same leg, like one step at a time. You know, one. Step it wouldn't be like a flow, like one leg after the other going down the stairs. Um, and what's wow. really strange is I still go down, even though I've lost the weight, it's like my head, I still go down the stairs like that. And it's only, only realised when some, you know, other people have said, oh, you go, you go downstairs really funny. 
and I was like okay yeah I need to try and change that but you know yeah do you still go yeah I I go down the stairs one by one it's really weird wow that's so if you see me go down the stairs it would almost be like you know like I was an elderly person or I had something like you know the way I go down the stairs is really weird wow so what did you so you lost so in the eight the, the three months you lost eight stone no 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 so it's six months altogether six months. right six months yeah. sorry yeah for the, so for, the for the show for the show it was seven stone eight and then just after the show i'd lost um, more on my own and brought it up to eight stone so yeah so you were then, so you were from 19 stone down to like 10 stone or yeah. something, or 11 stone. Yeah, 10. I went is... right the way down to, uh, at my smallest, uh, I went down to 10 stone five. And that was just amazing. Like, yeah, it was amazing. It was really, really amazing. Really amazing. So at your heaviest, you were at your heaviest, 19 stone, you were about 266 I think I'd pounds. even been heavier than that. I, I would say at times I, I was close to 20 stone. Right. Yeah. So roughly 266 pounds. And when you left, you were um, basically, let's have a look, you were like 154 pounds. So it's like a massive difference. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. It, so I, 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 I can't even, I can't believe it. it's like you said, like you're a different person with every, in every way. Yeah, your whole you... life changes. It, it really does. It's almost like you've been held hostage in your body. And, you know, <laughs> it sounds really dramatic, but that's how it felt. Like looking back, it was almost like I was being held hostage in this suit. You know, I was wearing this suit that, that was wow. keeping me hostage, you know. It, what? Say that again. What a journey. I know. Such a journey. But so did you put any weight back on after the show? Yeah, but I don't, I've never, I don't really, um, I don't really worry about it. It's really strange. I don't really worry about my weight. I, I mean, there was a period when I went a bit too crazy with the, um, the exercise and stuff and I ended up in hospital. So after that. Well, you just train you, you you train more than you did in the biggest loser. Yeah. What were you doing? Yes, I did. I did. I mean, I would. I was training. I mean, I had two jobs. I, I was working nights and I was working as a, a personal trainer. And I would I would literally, you know, I was teaching spins. So I do loads of spin classes. I I sold oh my, my car, and I would drive. Um, I, I sold my car and I bought a bike. So I was only in my mind. I was only allowed to travel on bike. I wasn't allowed to get. Like in a car, you know, I wasn't allowed to. It's amazing this shift of yeah. going like what are people they're running to. So I just my bike. I used to teach. I used to teach about one spin class a day. I used to run five k a day, and then I would go and do a twelve hour night shift, and then I would find time within that night shift to do like some circuits, and I was just overtraining. And um, I remember doing. I remember rising now. From my night job to my workplace, it's like a, I would say, a fifty-minute, fifty-minute bike ride. So after a twelve-hour yeah. night shift, I rode to the gym, I ran eight k, or something ridiculous, and then I um went and did swimming, and then I went to the sauna, 
And then I came out and then I passed out. And then I was so embarrassed because I'd fell, I'd fell in the shower and I passed out in the shower and I'd hit the back of my head. And oh um, my God. the ambulance, and the thing is, before that, I had Pete, like the gym staff, like telling me that basically they think I'm overtraining. And then basically they would come and say to me, oh, you need to go home. Like you're here too much sort of thing. And so when, no I, when I had passed out into the, in the shower and stuff, I was so embarrassed. Like, and I was weighing myself like a crazy person. Like, every five minutes, I was weighing myself. You know, I'd eat something, weigh myself. You know, I, I was... Healthy. Yeah. That's really unhealthy. I, I, of the complete opposite of the other way, yeah, in the other direction. Like, even, you know, all my friends and family was worried about me. And the thing is, I had a lot of loose skin. So I think, I mean, at the time, I was wearing a size eight. But I think I was a lot smaller than that because I had loads of loose skin. So at the time, I'd cut wow. blue skin into my clothes. And um, it's like people started to get worried about me. Like I had a phone call from um, one of my friends. Like my, my friend had told her mum that I'm overtraining. And her mum called me. And I was like, this is strange. I haven't heard from you in years. And you've, you know, not in years, but I haven't heard from you for a while. And you've called me. So then after that had happened, yeah. I was so embarrassed. And I stopped weighing myself. Um, so. How did you get the man the balance back? What did you is that was that the, again another shift because like you'd now embarrassed yourself, you'd fallen over, you you know. Yeah. Did you then... I was I mean so they so what happened was when, when I passed out, they took my heart rate and they said to me that basically um they thought I had a heart problem. So they was they injected something straight into my heart and I could felt my heart was beating mad fast. I thought I was having a heart attack. So they said to me, oh, you know, you need to stay. They they kept me overnight in Lewisham Hospital. So I stayed overnight. And they was like, we're going to monitor your heart because it's really, really low. Yeah. So then the doctor came around and asked me loads of questions. And I said, I told him about my exercise and stuff like that. And there was nothing wrong with my heart. I think my heart rate was like 48 or something like that. And they was like, basically, I had the heart rate of an athlete. And they, they wasn't used to seeing that. Wow. So I was I was really I was really happy about that side, but then I was really unhappy about yeah. the friends, the family, people being worried about that. People thought I was like I had like anorexia, you know, or you know, some sort of yeah. even the way people was looking at me funny and you know. So I was like, okay, yeah. so I need to I need to try and get back to normal, but I didn't really know what normal was because I had only gone from being morbidly obese doing nothing to training six hours a day. You know, to train in twelve hours a day, I didn't really know oh the balance. You know, and you know, even now, sometimes I have I I can go a bit OTT on either side, like with the training or with the overeat. Like it, you know, I have to balance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would say one thing that has really helped me is just seeing how. Um, obviously, I've got you know, I am the qualifications have helped me. But also what has yeah. helped me is actually being around other fit fitness professionals and other people who have managed their weight, you know, a healthy weight for years and just seeing how they conduct themselves, you know, things like that, that has helped me as well. Yeah, 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 even, yeah, brilliant. Even when, in terms of personal training, obviously when you're a personal trainer, you know, you are a, a business within yourself, if you know what I mean. And I used to, the way I used to train my clients was what I thought was right based on my 
what you were learning yeah yeah whereas now you know I feel like well with 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 my masters and my whole experience I'm like you know what the average person doesn't run 10k a day the average person doesn't do those things but you know the average person can fit in 30 minutes of good quality training time and you know the average person can eat healthy percent of the time you know have a little cheat meal you know yeah yeah wow it's true so now tell us about what you're doing now you you, you're a personal trainer that's right isn't it yeah yeah I'm still a PT um at the minute um I only have two clients I never have more than that because I do events and I've just finished uh my master's and I'm basically looking to do a sort of clinical job um, in the hospital, like an exercise specialist. Oh, Mark, can you say it? Exercise specialist. Um, yeah, yeah. You, your master's was in? Yeah, so my master's was in uh, cardiac health and rehabilitation. So for people who okay. have had, like, you know, cardiovascular disease or anything like that, just basically sort of creating exercise plans to rehabilitate you basically so if you if you've had like a heart attack and you want to be able to walk to school to pick up your child you you know your grandchild or you want to do a bit of gardening I would be the person to create the plan for you to get you back on that path to be you know it's perfect that you've seen everything you know you've done all extremes of stuff and you've got a really good overview of what you know what's going on what could be going on with people yeah i think you're in a good position you know um have you have you ever do... have you ever found that you know at certain times you've been addicted to exercise ever or um i i don't think i've ever been that addicted okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there was a time before i was a trainer actually where i was yeah i would spend 2 3 hours in a gym yeah, and I thought that was normal. Um, I guess I was. I was going four to five times a week and spending two, three hours at a time, but then I, I never really thought about it. I just thought that was I wanted to look good and feel good. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. enjoyed. I mean, I have. But sorry, I was going to say I. I think then now I thought to myself, well, I just didn't know how to train properly. You know, I was, what was I doing for three hours? You know, I can't even remember, but I guess I was training. Yeah. But I would, not knowing how to sort of put, you know, a training session within like 45 to an hour. Do you know what I mean? I I, I feel like sometimes, you know, the fitness industry is funny sometimes because, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, if you're looking to get a six pack or, you know, I'm just talking about just being a healthy, natural, you know, a natural healthy body weight. You know, you know, eating right, 30 minutes of exercise is perfect. But then, you know, you say you've got someone who's ripped to shreds. There's no way they're putting in half an hour a day and eating right. And, you know, it's all with training. It's all about what you're trying to do, like what your end goal is, because, you know, these fitness, um, these fitness models and stuff. And, you know, they're not doing half an hour of exercise a day, but then their goals are different. So it's all about what you're looking to do, I suppose. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are not, they're putting in a little bit more than half an hour a day and, you know, sometimes twice a day. And, 
you know, there's a lot of people out there on steroids as well. Yeah. And uh, and taking supplements as well. I mean, when I, when I, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to say a person's name, but I I actually know someone, very up there personal trainer and, you know, he takes, I can't think of the name of it now, but he takes a form of um, rat poison. I can't even think of the name. Okay, rat poison. Yeah, because Why? It's, it's, apparently it's, it's supposed to be like a fat burner. It, it has a name. It has a, it has a proper name, but that's what he takes, and he takes all the con- concoction of things to get the body that he has, and he works out like you wouldn't believe, Mark. Like he's always up in the gym, but then yeah. I don't, you know, that to me that's not healthy. You know, you he may look like the advocate of health, and you may see him on you know a, a bottle of your protein scoops or whatever you know protein shakes or whatever but he's not healthy to me you know that's not healthy wow so what would you what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to lose some weight just you know like um a couple of stone or trying you know they're, they're they're putting on some weight what would you say just knowing what you know what would you say i would say that if you're going to to lose weight first and foremost have do goals and make goals that are realistic you know because one thing like for example if you want to go to the gym go to the gym and do lifestyle changes that you know you can keep if you get up at 6am you know people do this you know oh yeah I'm going to start the gym I'm going to go at 6am and they go at 6am and you know they go once and then or twice and then they fall off that's because that goal wasn't realistic to that person. And then they fall off and then they start that whole cycle of back to the beginning, you know, back to the, the same life pattern, the same life pattern. And then they feel bad about dropping it, yeah. dropping the gym, and then they start again. So I would say yeah. when you start, be realistic with your goals. You know, if you know that you can't maintain going to the gym at six o'clock in the morning, don't start that. Yeah. Maybe go at six o'clock in the evening or maybe you know do a half an hour walk from work do something that you can maintain for the rest of your life don't do a goal that you can't sustain because you're going to feel guilty and you're going to get yourself on a pattern of negative behavior and negative thinking when you can't um keep it up so that that would be the, the, the the first thing um yeah good advice what else would i say um I would say as well like find find things that work for you because not everything works for everyone just because you know someone is endorsing a particular diet doesn't mean that that's the diet that you know applies to you I don't know if you find that I find that there's a lot of popular diets that people advocate but that doesn't mean that it's applicable it's something that you can do you know yeah it's very personal yeah you need to sort of see what works for your life yeah i mean at the minute i don't you know they've got the keto diet now which is really popular they've got the alkaline diet now which is really popular they've got intermittent fasting which is really popular as well i I, you know some people swear by these diets you know like you know you've got some really people that go hard me personally i would say just in terms of like food and stuff the more natural the food, the better. That's that's one thing. You, you, you want to stay away from processed foods, you know. They have a lot of addictive yeah. 
the chemicals in them, things to keep you buying the product, advertising to keep you buying the product. I would say just just go back to natural foods, like, you know, natural foods. That would be another um, bit of advice I give, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. I think that's good advice. Wow. So a uh, question I always ask people, are there any books like for you, any books on weight loss or diets or any books in general that you would recommend? Yeah. People read? So you've got Fat Chance, um, which is all about sugar. Um, and uh, well, there's two. There's, there's, there's Fat Chance by Dr. Um, L, um, Dr. Lustig. That's a very good book um, telling you about sugar, the history of it, what it does. That's really, really good. Um, right. There's a guy before that, I can't think of his name, but he wrote Pure White and Deadly, which is also about sugar. But Fat Chance came afterwards. Then you've right. got Wheat Belly. That's another really good book. Um, and that's all about grains and what healthy grain, like what grains are good, what grains aren't. All about hybrid grains and how they can um, affect your body, especially like people with diabetes and all that kind of stuff. Um, wow. So wheat uh, wheat belly is another good one and um something that is on my reading list that i need to read that i've heard is really good um is the obesity code that's something that's on my reading list so i would recommend those three i haven't read any of those so i'll check those out yeah. as well oh, that sounds... so we i think our wheat belly is oh both of them fat chance and wheat belly but i think because i've read wheat belly more recently it's so yeah. good it just talks about you know wheats and like um how it used to be a natural crop and how processed it's become over the years and how those processes have an effect on our body and what we should be eating we should be eating the ancient grains because they're more natural you know they haven't gone through this selective breeding to make it to a super crop which our bodies can't really digest the same it's always so interesting yeah it's a really good book guys on nowadays wow i'll check that out wow and so where can the um listeners find you on like social media or where are you oh yeah so i'm on i'm on twitter um twitter is the main thing that i use the most that's at figure eight pt um and i'm okay. on instagram um, or the letters oh so um figure f-i-g-u-r-e and then eight the number pt at figure eight pt um and i'm also on um instagram at figure eight fitness figure eight fitness excellent jesse well what a story i love it (laughs) oh thanks for having me i hope i haven't bored you all to death (laughs) so unusual i've heard this before you know and and again there's every time i speak to you there's new things you know new new things i've never heard you say you know or your take on it um so such an insight into somebody who's done both you know you've been obese overweight and had a health an unhealthy relationship with food you know your breakfast and everything and then like and then gone through this crazy tv show which is unusual as well and then and then you've gone the other way and now now you've now it sounds like you're in a really good balanced sort of place yeah yeah I would, I would, yeah, now I would say it's definitely a nice balance. Nice balance now. Wow. 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know I've been trying to get you on here for a while and I was always excited about <laughs> it, you know. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Mark. <laughs> thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, and I'll, I will uh, speak to you soon. Okay. All right, then. Bye. Bye, listeners. Bye. 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 Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you've got anything, uh, you, you know, any thoughts you'd like to put across or any questions, come uh, come and visit my Instagram account and leave leave a question or leave your thoughts on my latest post and I'll definitely get back to you. And it would be fantastic if you could leave a review on iTunes. That would be absolutely brilliant. All right, guys, until next time.